The Fed can't stop raising interest rates due to these four factors. Jim Cramer says, not enough people are re-entering the workforce. That makes it more difficult for the Fed to stamp out wage inflation. So when I read that, I thought, the fuck is he talking about? Okay. Not enough people are re-entering the workforce. Hey, asshole, unemployment's at 3.7%. Yeah, exactly. What do you 5% mean? is healthy. Right. We don't want that to happen. Yeah, exactly. Do you understand what you're talking about, Jim Cramer? Right. Like, what do you he, get this? Is he, what is he trying to hit? Do you think he's trying to hint at all the, all the boomers that retired dur- during the pandemic? Okay, first of all, not enough people are re-entering the workforce. Do you want unemployment to go, continue to go down in order for the Fed to yeah. stop raising interest rates? Yeah, exactly. Like, what yeah, fucking world yeah, are you living in? The Fed's trying to have that number go up, my friend. Does nobody proofread this shit? Yeah. Even a broken clock is right two times a day. But not in Jim Cramer's case. Yeah. His ass has never been right. Right. <laughs> never. Yeah. Ever. Ever. I want to be clear. Right. Never. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Higher Standard Podcast, where we give you ultra-premium, unfiltered truth when it comes to building your wealth and curating the lifestyle of your dreams. No games, no drama, and no shenanigans. I am your host, Chris Nahibi, and I'm here to help you distill the immense amount of information and disinformation out there on the interwebs and give you the opportunity to choose a higher standard for yourself. There are no gurus here, and no one gives a damn about how wealthy you look. I'm an attorney and a banker, amongst other things. Does that mean you should listen to me? Hell no. This is just full disclosure that while we talk about money, wealth, law, investing, and a lot of related topics, you should always speak to your own advisors for an opinion tailored to your unique investment perspective. I am obligated to tell you that nothing contained in this show is in fact legal or investment advice and is being provided solely for entertainment purposes. So sit back, Relax your mind and get ready for a different kind of podcast where we elevate your baseline in crispy, high-resolution audio. This isn't a different standard. It's the higher standard. Why don't you say something in the middle of the show right now? I mean, we started the show. We just did. Let's go. Not even prepared. I'm prepared. All right. Prepared for this review? (laughs) Let's go. So before we actually talk about a couple of reviews, which I think are spectacular, Got some good ones. Some great ones. I did want to point out that I do have feelings. <laughs> we we have feelings. I know emotionally I seem well put together. Oh. But I have feelings. Yeah, exactly. I do. Got you good. This one from Jankity, an honest five-star review. Exactly what you happen to be asking for. Right. You. I've been asking You've for been honest asking five-star for reviews. That Jankity is being honest. So Jankity is, I am not writing this because Chris asked for it. Because I asked for it. Okay. He's being, on, he's being honest. Facts, yeah. I am writing it because Said had asked for it weeks ago. I was just too busy to write one. Mm. His sultry voice convinced me to review the show. Appreciate you, Jankity. In all honesty, though, I've really enjoyed the show, and it is, has become the first show I listen to. Mm. First show. First show. Mm. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you, Jankity. Appreciate you. I think we'll leave, we'll leave it there. Yeah. Sounds like it was edited, too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it did edit. It, it got cut off. I think, no, did it get cut off? Or was there more? Yeah, I, yeah. That's it. No, no, it got cut off. But it's fine. Appreciate no, you, I, Jankity. I think he edited it, bro. Like, that. this is on the web. No, no, no. I think you can, you can go back and edit. Maybe he took it off the back end because he was like, Chris is offended. Or maybe it was you. No, it was not me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Another honest five-star review from Bryce T. White. Great podcast that delivers great information and perspective. Mm. Was converted after the podcast with the one and only Mighty 
Adam Schaefer from Mind Pump. Mind Pump, Mind Pump, Mind Pump. And now I haven't missed an episode. Can't wait for the future episode featuring Dave Ramsey and then the Nobel Prize accepting episode. Thanks for the great content. Mm, the you are welcome. Yeah. Thank you, Bryce. And if you're the laureate, yeah. And I don't have a fancy nickname because I'm not assuming I'm going to walk into something like the Nobel Prize. <laughs> Am I still the arrogant one? No, I, I won't be flaunting it. I won't be flaunting it. Yeah. Woo. We read this one by Super T Tie Guy. Super Tie Guy. Super Tie Guy. At the risk of feeding Chris's arrogance, these fellas have mastered the art of podcasting. Congratulations, master. Wow, okay. Congratulations yeah. to you, sir. I don't get a master? Like, yeah. Master. Yes. You're a master. That's, what, that's what, like, all the... Congratulations, like thing, right? No. <laughs> Typically, shows that contain such subject matter as this one are extremely boring and put me to sleep. That is far from the case here. Appreciate you for noticing. Woo! And since you said that our content was so sultry and sexy, let's give you some. Let's go. Fresh off the hot press is Barons. Title, 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 title. Shit. I can't even speak now. It's not even a reading issue anymore. Barons. Article titled Strong Job Markets Throw Cold Water on Hopes for an End to Interest Rate Hikes. Man, this one was tough. This hopes. One was, hopes. Hopes and dreams, baby. Quoting the, the article, non farm payrolls expanded. By 263,000 in November, well above economists' expectation of 200,000. That was the consensus. Right. And a trading desk, quote, whisper number in the 180,000 range. This was the eighth straight month that the payroll data topped economists' guesses. Mm -hmm. So we had seen declining job numbers since July. This was the first month where it started to tick back up. Obviously, yeah. something not the Fed wanted to see. So we got some. I got a breakdown of uh, where the jobs were added. Leisure and hospitality added eighty eight thousand. Stop traveling. Stop leisuring. Damn it, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's wrong with y'all? Right. I need a vacation from all this stress and money that I'm spending. Coming from Mister Disney World himself. Shut up. Next Steve. up, next up, healthcare added forty five thousand. Construction that added twenty thousand. I don't get that one. That one. That one was the most surprising. I'm like, who? How the? What the shit? Especially as we know, some of the banks around around us have shut down their construction. Closing shop, bro. Yeah, so, the entire division shut down. People are not doing. Nah, here's what. Here's what I'll tell you. So when you think about it from some banks, not all banks' perspective, mm -hmm. if you can get an adjustable construction program, adjustable rate program, okay, there's two added interesting features to a construction loan that might make it interesting to go into. But let's look back. Historically, construction loans are the highest risk you can get into or one of the higher risk products you can get into as a bank. Right. Because if somebody defaults and you take it over, you have to finish the construction. It costs you money just to be able to sell it. So especially during a time like this, right? In theory. However, when you fund a construction loan, it's generally speaking the client's money first. And the fund that you have, the, the reserves and the, for everything for the construction, which is approved, is dispersed over time. So you don't mm -hmm. fully disperse the loan proceeds on day one. So if it's like a $5 million loan for construction. Mm -hmm. You bring in your portion on the front end, right? Mm -hmm. They use all that up. Right. And then they fund the, the construction the part rest. from the bank later on. Right. And then there's a budget that they follow and that we approve of, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah cost control, fund control, cost validation of the budgets, all that stuff. So it's got a lot of oversight to it. But in a, in a bank's world, they can fund those dollars out slowly over time, starting from zero and moving their way up to completion, which usually is called a year and a half, two years. Okay. So you're not fully spending that committed balance 
right away. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily have to have as many as much liquidity. Okay. So it's kind of a way to stagger it a little bit for the purposes of banking, not 100% solving the problem. The other thing is if you have an interest rate loan, uh, I'm sorry, you have a variable interest rate loan in this particular economy versus a fixed one. Mm-hmm. You're not tied to just that fixed rate. Because right now, if you made a loan at 4% or 4.5%, cost of funds for some banks is the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're dead even. You're not even counting for your cost to operate the bank. So you lose right. the money. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some banks out there, I'm sure, that, that are probably jumping into it. But that, that number shocked me. Yeah, that one shocked me. And to finish it off, it's manufacturing added 14000 Retail lost 30000 Well, I mean, how? Uh, then I see that number, then I'm looking at Black Friday spending, and I'm going like, okay, wait a minute. So, yeah. What the shit's happening? Yeah, out there. especially with the holidays coming up too. Incredibly bizarre time, man. Incredibly bizarre time. With, I think this this might actually segue later on. I'm going to call it another mm-hmm. GDP negative print. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the most important number that I actually thought about that came out of this report was the average hourly wages are were up five point one percent year over year, zero point six percent month over month. That's wait till Chippy gets out there, bro. Right. That was something that. Uh, Jerome Powell spoke about uh, like a week and a half ago, two weeks. I didn't he's, listen to any of that. I guess I'm so tired of seeing him now. No, man. He's doubling, tripling down. So he said about that, he said, wage growth needs to be consistent with the 2% inflation. See, but here's what I don't what like. What does that I mean? Like, I don't like this dude coming out on television and talking about this shit and giving like false hope to the market. Let's just be real. You could easily come out and say, if you wanted to be communicative, mm-hmm. you could say, our intent is absolutely to raise rates at this, this, and this during these meetings. It, of course, that could change. Right. But we're going to see what happens between the prints between now and then. Based but on the data. He right? could easily say that. But instead, he's doing like this cryptic communication bullshit because he doesn't want to commit to something. I mean, how cryptic is it? Bloomberg has been right about every single one. So 50 basis points. Nine days from today. Yeah. December 5th. Yeah. On the 14th. They called it. They called the, uh, They called every single one. Have they been wrong? Well, yeah. in the near term, yeah. In the long term, they, they I know we haven't been wrong. Been wrong. <laughs> Are you, God, you sound so arrogant. <laughs> You fed this ego. You, I've, I've, I've fed something. <laughs> exactly. Thicky, thick. Yeah. And so, and lastly, the unemployment number did not change. Still at three point seven percent. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really expecting any any surprises there. And mm-hmm. frankly, the laggiest of lagging indicators is unemployment. unemployment. And when it's going the wrong way, that's a bad sign. Right. Exactly. That's a bad sign. But you know what else is uh, is an interesting sign. Mm. Reuters, around the same time, traders now see Fed policy rate hitting 5% next year. So you got this print from jobs that comes out, right. and they're saying, like, yo, better than we expected. Not so good. We're supposed to be going the other way. We went up, right. not down. We, exactly. Now, traders are saying, you know what? Fed policy could see that Fed borrowing rate hit 5%. Currently, the terminal rate's at 4.5%. they are saying that they're going to see it at 5 So, and... That's one thing that another thing that Jerome Powell touched on. See, so he has been he has been more communicated than you're giving him credit for. Show me on this doll where Jerome Powell touched you. <laughs> Show me right here, right here. Right yeah. there. <laughs> he, so he he said people the the pace of the interest rate hikes aren't that important. It's it's how long they're going to be holding it for. And look, I know right now it's projected to be fifty basis points, then another twenty five. It very well could be 50 basis points, 25, and then another 25, and then another 25. So, I mean, we don't know where this could go. So, people, I don't understand the optimism and the, all this rhetoric now of soft landing. We There's now a hope of a soft landing. It's like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Soft landing, bullshit. Yeah. Transitory, bullshit. Mm-hmm. All, all this stuff is straight bullshit. You know what, it, you know what they should be saying? Look. 
We are trying to cause a recession. Yeah. We want unemployment to go up. Mm-hmm. We want wages to go down. We want home prices to go down. And Dave Ramsey's an asshole. Right. They can say all that right now. Right. Like we said. But they don't. Well, I did not say that. Yeah. <laughs> I would never speak ill of Mr. Ramsey. Come on now. I'm saying Jerome Powell could say that. Yeah, exactly. Because I am a good human yeah. who is not arrogant. <laughs> Despite all our reviews, every single fucking one of them. Every I single love one. it. I love it. Keep leaving them reviews, y'all. Maybe we should put an asterisk in the show or something like that where all jokes included in the show are for entertainment purposes. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like people really feel the need to defend you. No, no. And like, Did Saeed they, is not a nice person. Don't let this fool you. What do you mean? I'm a very kind person. Every time I, I'm at the point now where I'm afraid to go outside, people recognize me. I'm afraid they're going to stab me because this for Saeed, bitch. Yes. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I, I don't, exactly. A lot of people are upset with you. Why are you so mean? I, I'm not mean. Yeah. This is a person. I am like the liver king. <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Nice. I am like the liver king. Yeah. Okay. I'm just playing a role. Yeah, I fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucked up. This whole thing's fucked up. And what's even more fucked up, sadly, is as much as I thought, okay, maybe we're getting some sanity back in the markets, unemployment going the wrong way, feds and you know, traders are seeing the Fed policy go to 5%. Okay, there's mm-hmm. some rational logic in the markets. Things are going to go right. right? You right. Know, people understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. This is this is a good trajectory. It's going to change the optimism into a realism, not negativity, but realism. And then I see this shit. Yeah, completely fucks my day up. Okay, because let me be clear: Jim Cramer is a hundred percent wrong, a hundred percent of the fucking time. Yeah, a hundred percent. So this is bad news. There's not room for that one percent time where Jim Cramer's been right. Right. The inverse Cramer fund has gone to the moon. It is the new <laughs> Doge. Yeah. Anything Jim Cramer says says do the opposite. And you will have 100% probability of profits. Right. And then he says some shit like this. This from CNBC today. The title of the article in and of itself pissed me off. The Fed can't stop raising interest rates due to these four factors, Jim Cramer says. Mm. And I immediately thought, shit. <laughs> Even a broken clock is right two times a day. But not in Jim Cramer's case. Yeah. His has never been right. Right. <laughs> never. Yeah. Ever. Ever. I want to be clear. Right. Never. All right. Here's his four things. Not enough people are re-entering the workforce. That makes it more difficult for the Fed to stamp out wage inflation. So when I read that, I thought, the fuck is he talking about? Okay. Not enough people are re-entering the workforce. Hey, asshole, unemployment's at 3.7%. Yeah, exactly. What do you 5% mean? is healthy. Right. We don't want that to happen. Yeah, exactly. Do you understand what you're talking about, Jim Cramer? Right. Like, what do he, you get this? Is he, what is he trying to hit? Do you think he's trying to hint at all the, all the boomers that are retired? During the pandemic? First of all, not enough people are re-entering the workforce. You want unemployment to continue to go down in order for the Fed to stop raising interest rates? Exactly. What fucking world are you living in? The Fed's trying to have that number go up, my friend. Does nobody proofread this shit? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll go to the second one. Maybe it'll be better. Because the first one was wrong. Right. Right? There's a mismatch between job openings and job seekers. What the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. There's a mismatch? (laughs) There's... Yeah, there's what two job openings for every unemployed person out there. There's a mismatch between job openings and job seekers. So all the people looking for jobs are finding the wrong ones. Yeah, exactly. What the shit what are you trying to mean? say? While many engineer, engineers are needing to carry out the, the measures in the bipartisan infrastructure bill and Inflation Reduction Act, quote, we're tapped out of engineers, he said. What are we? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> was he like literally on, on LSD nobody, when he said this? Does nobody on the show question him? Is he is he on the show by himself? I don't even watch no, the no, show. No, this is actually like a quote, uh, our CNBC interviewing him and him explaining why the Fed 
must keep raising interest rates because these things are problems. They're asking him and he's answering. They're like, man, this guy is, this guy's off his rocker. It's got to be the biggest and best troll of all time. <laughs> like Jim Cramer has to be the most unbelievable troll. Right. He's got, he's even trolled himself into a television show where yeah. he gives you the wrong advice 100% of the time. We're tapped out of engineers. Who? Says who? When have we ever said we're tapped out of engineers? Where is he going with that? Why is that? And just for the record. Why is that relevant? I mean, is that an analogy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> what, what, what the do fuck you, does that what, mean? What you, That's number two. Number three, you ready? Yeah. There are too many people working in customer relations management, data analysts, and advertising. The abundance of these workers means that enterprise software industry is, quote, bloated and more layoffs are likely coming. He's trying to tell people, like, start firing and laying these, these type of people off. Okay, he could have picked any random ass industries besides tech, which already had the layoffs and said, there's more layoffs likely coming. This is not, like, this is not logical. Yeah. It's like you've seen a dark cloud and feeling water in your head and say, it's going to rain. Yeah, no shit. Thank you, yeah. Captain Obvious. Right. Exactly. 100% wrong. 100% of the time. Yeah. This guy's amazing. You ready for number four? Yeah. This, this one was lovely. Too many new companies were created in the past two years. This has pushed wages higher, and it'll take some time for the capital to destruct as they struggle to stay in business, he said. Mm. Okay. I'm sorry. Yes, a lot of new companies were created, but not just for the last two years, for the last 14 years. <laughs> exactly. Okay, that's what you have when you have an, a prolonged period of economically prosperous times. Everybody thinks they can do it because it seems to be yeah. easier. You can, you can basically borrow free money. The cost of, of debt was nothing. Right. Everybody was buying. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, 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 now is where you test real entrepreneurship. And to his point, you will see a lot of businesses struggle. But none of this shit makes sense. And this, this, um, how did this man get quoted in CNBC? How, how are we not quoted in CNBC? Yeah. The Fed can't stop raising interest rates, not for these reasons. Yeah, it has nothing to do with that. So then yeah. I thought, okay, he's 100% wrong 100% of the time. Maybe some smart person at CNBC was like, all right, this guy is clearly high. Mm -hmm. And I have to put a title on this bitch. <laughs> so uh, the Fed said, can't stop raising interest rates. He must have some crazy long contract with them that they're just forced to have him. Like, Well, he, work, he works for CNBC. That's so what I'm, I'm saying. Like, They have to keep promoting him. Come on. So I, I didn't even read the rest of the article. I was just like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So and the real quote from him, which I assume led to that title, was the market's hostage to the Federal Reserve. Hostage. Hostage. Really? Yeah. And the Fed's not going to stop tightening until they see more evidence of real economic pain. So they're looking for real economic pain. Okay, I'll give right. you that one, although right. terribly described, but fine. Unfortunately, we're not there yet, he said. Yeah. You know, that may be the smartest thing he's ever said, that sense. Right. I remember I, I was uh, reading something on the Wall Street Journal, and you don't read the Wall Street Journal. I read the Wall Street. Stop Journal. Stop trying to sound fancy. No, I do seriously. I know you don't. Yeah, I know you have that free membership, <laughs> bro. You tap it <laughs> no. to your browser history and go back. <laughs> I did in the past, yeah, but no, they, provide good, they provide good. They provide good content. You're not subscribed. Yeah. Don't lie to everybody. Okay, you can be. <laughs> I subscribe. You know, I'll screenshot it and I'll post it tomorrow. Okay, I hope someone leaves a review talking about how you lied about your Wall Street Journal. Yeah. You no, listen. How much is it a month? Quick, quick, quick. Four dollars a month. No, it is not. Yes, it <laughs> no, it is, is not. Right, that's the it? preview ad price. You lying piece of shit. <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> no, that's the teaser price. What is okay? It's way well, more. That's than what that. I paid initially. Yeah. yeah. Oh, stop it. Yeah. So um, back to what I was saying. This is why people hate you. No, they hate me. They want to. They, they don't know that you're tall. So uh, what was wild about this is that in November the Dow is up four percent, but for the last two months it's up twenty percent. Yeah. 
And people are literally calling it a bull but, market again. Yeah. They're like, it's a bull market. We're back. You know, it's like, what? Like, this is the wrong message that the Fed's trying to send. Like, the only person that's celebrating is Brian, Brian Moynihan. I called it. Yeah. I told Fuck you. Jamie Diamond. Yeah. I yeah. told you. <laughs> <laughs> the consumer's in great shape. Look at their spending. Right. But um, Brian Moynihan's getting off on these numbers. But what, what, what they said on the Wall Street Journal was on the flip side, the NASDAQ is down 30% year to date. Yeah. But again, the stock market historically is not necessarily an indicator of a recession. There's plenty of recessionary economies where the stock market is going. Yeah, you've touched on that. So people past. looking at the volatility in the stock market as a proxy for how healthy the overall macroeconomic environment is. That and I get it. It's numbers, it's tangible, it's red, it's green, it's easy right. to see positive and negative in that right. context. Because I feel like people think that we're, if we're in a recession, people aren't going to be investing. That's yeah, what that's, that's what they tie it to. That's not true. That's not that's, the case. That's not true at all. Right. There's no doubt historically that has any correlation whatsoever other than the fact that there, there are market crashes and things like that that happen. Again, mm -hmm. 20% or more in the stock market can be considered a crash. And by that standard, we've already had one. Mm -hmm. And yet we're still not, quote, officially in a recessionary economy. So right. grain of salt, okay? That doesn't necessarily say that anything's, any of the things that we're working with the Fed are better or worse. That's yeah. just the market moving. Yeah. I hate people, I hate, people hate hearing that, but that's true. I mean, think about this. You got this crazy holiday spending, which we can't rationalize. Right. Companies are now going to start reporting profits for Q, uh, for Q4, mm -hmm. right? In January. Talking about this amazing revenue they made. Well, I think that we touched on it before. That has to be some, some type of behavior economics, right? People aren't willing to accept the fact that we're in a recession. They don't want us not provide for their families. Did you go Black Friday summer. shopping? I did not. Did your wife go Black Friday shopping? No, she didn't. Cyber Monday? We never have. We were never into that. Did you order anything online on Cyber Monday? No, nothing. You haven't spent anything? Zero dollars. See, I feel like you lie a lot now on the show. I'm being dead you, ass. I, is this your character? No, I'm being dead ass serious. Um, your, not, your character it's not, is it's not, altruistic, it's, it's I'm not, always right it's, guy? No, no, it's not because of the economy. We've just never been into that. And what are you into? How was really, really good at finding deals like all year long? She I know. So you would think on Black Friday, she'd be out there, you know. Like, man, Loki, I feel like Black Friday is a hustle. This year was a hustle. It's a hardcore hustle. You can get deals. I mean, deals on shit that you probably wouldn't normally buy, though. It's like I mean, also, cheaper stuff. Also foreshadowing. When anyone's telling you, like, hey, this is a great thing going on. Come spend your money. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, the charlatans. The, yeah, the charlatans. We're going we're gonna to have, I, I, I listened to um, a YouTube video. And I'll break it down the whole history of where it came from. But I heard this particular short shtick on charlatans. And it resonated so much with, I think, the reason why we started the show and why we try to do this mm -hmm. that I so badly wanted to share. And it also gave us a great opportunity to talk a lot of shit. Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, on, we, on something we, that, that's something we we're hesitate passionate to about. do because, you yeah. know, we're good people. Yeah. But despite our hesitance, thoughts on the matter, we're going to go ahead and talk a lot of shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's our talk. true passion project. Shit talking. Shit talking? Yeah. We are really good at it. I mean, master. I mean, I feel. Like we Do they can, give no bells can, on that? Because I might get one. We can be a lot better. I think we 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 like water it down a little bit. Yeah, man. Because I don't want to lose my job. Yeah, I like my job. <laughs> yeah, I like my nine to five. Like I gotta offend people subtly. I gotta I gotta make them get off the podcast and go. Shit, did he just say that? Yeah. Like, Damn, that was fucked up. <laughs> and at this point, I can play the victim. Like, yeah. look, society. I'm getting verbally abused. Just look at the reviews in the comments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they they say they love. They don't love me, man. They love you. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's not the case. But we'll, we'll go ahead and move on before I start crying because I do have feelings. <laughs> According to Bloomberg, home sellers are pulling properties off the market at a record pace. Yeah. This actually sounded really sexy in title. 
But when I got into it, yeah, meh, not so sexy. Mm-hmm. A record number of homes are being delisted as sellers face a sharp drop in demand, according to Redfin. 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 Which, again, continues to report the good and the bad very clearly and transparently. I like them. Like, they, they don't, they're not the National Association of Realtors. Yeah. They're pretty transparent. Are you, like are you even looking at houses around the, around your community? I looked, um, shit, like three days ago, four days ago. Yeah. There's nothing there, man. My app of choice is Redfin. Wow. Yeah. You know, I have an app. For no, the real but come on, man. Bro. You haven't updated the app, man. What do you mean? I updated I the used app. To, I used to. I used to always use your app. What are you talking about? The app's been spectacular. It's, not, it's getting there. It's almost there. You're a dick. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I can't believe we're having this conversation. This is why we don't have sponsors. <laughs> This is why we don't have sponsors. It's that kind of genuine honesty that makes you an asshole. Okay, you're supposed to sell See? the shit that we I, do. I have a level of integrity that is second to none. Really? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Is that what you're going to go with? <laughs> That's what I'm going to go with. I have a level of integrity. That, first of all, you can't tell everybody that you have integrity. They have to tell you yeah. that they think you have integrity. Yeah, no, no, no. This is, this okay? is how I do it. Yeah. God damn it. But yeah, no, that's my app of choice. All right. You know what? Let me, let me actually do some work here okay. while you're fucking around lying to everybody on the show. <laughs> On average, 2% of homes for sale were delisted. 2%. 2%. That's mm-hmm. a record number. That's a record number. I was like, ah, that's not so sexy. We're delisted without being sold each week during the three months ending November 20th, Redfin said. That compares to 1.6% a year earlier. So a 0.4% mm-hmm. increase in delisted homes was the record pace. Right. So I don't necessarily know. I think that's a this, sexy this title. This is going to continue to go up and actually we'll probably see in the upcoming months. I just think months, you're going to see less listings. Less listings. Yeah, I don't, I don't exactly. Do, do listings you'll see less listings. I mean, what probably, what's probably happening is, you know, people are getting low-balled offers. I mean, we talked about it not too long ago. Patrick Bed David was saying how, you know, you should make an offer on the house that you want to buy that what you think it's going to be valued a year from now, not what it's currently being listed at. I, God, that guy went on some, like, he tried a private plane and was, like, in an L.A., like, somewhere in the Midwest, and then ended up in Miami in a single day. Mm-hmm. I was like, bruh. Yeah. Flex. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. come on now. Yeah. He's doing it. He's doing it right. Yeah. Not a bad life. No. It, it's impressive. And that also seems really exhausting. Like, there, there could not have been a reason to do that. That was, that was just like to, for the flex, right? No. That wasn't, that wasn't he, like, doesn't stri- he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that flexes like that. So then why would you schedule three things in three different cities in, in the same day? Because he's busy, man. I don't know. Come on, meow. I don't, <laughs> come on, meow. <laughs> oh, man. No, you could easily turn one of them. You, you're so busy for whatever speaking fee, that you know, engagement fee, that you couldn't have done it like a different day. Like you couldn't pass up on one of them. Maybe he's on two. I mean, why are you so mad at him? I'm just saying it. The guy's could, trying to. The guy's trying to hustle. He's, okay, he's, he, provi- he's providing. Here's, here's content. the way I want it to go down. Here's the way I want it to go down. Mm-hmm. Then you just go to those cities, and then someone goes, "Hey, I saw him in all three cities. How did he do it?" Yeah, no, know? that's not why you don't got to do it. Man. You ain't got to show yourself getting Come on, on the, man, the that's PJ. So, that's too subtle, man. No, PJ no. Is, is rich guy speak for private jet. Yeah, private you're getting on the PJ. Oh, uh, that's you. <laughs> no, I heard somebody else say. Oh, that's... <laughs> Come on, coming from someone who we we just looked over the Spotify numbers and we yeah. were we were marveling at the fact that we produce more content than 99 percent of the people out there in our in our category in our cat in our category. So can't you appreciate what he's trying to do? I can, but and that's the other thing. So isn't he an in insurance or something like that? No, I think he sold an insurance company that made a fuck ton of a lot of money and he springboarded it into this. 
So then he just makes content now? He's like a full-time content creator? I mean, that's all I know him for. Really? You think we can make a full-time career out of this? I hope so. That's the plan. You'd have to get a whole lot better, bro. I'm carrying all the weight over here. <laughs> I mean, I'm carrying some weight. Yeah. The physical weight. <laughs> yeah, physical weight. Not the weight of the show. The weight of the show. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, on my got shoulders. You, you. you got yeah. on your tummy. Yeah. The difference. No, man. Come on. And your thighs. Yeah. Tummy and your thighs. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the shit talking uh, component of the show, shall we? Yeah, exactly. So for all those out there who are unfamiliar with my friend, your friend, our friend, Liver King, AKA Brian Johnson. Mm-hmm. We've talked about him before in previous talked, episodes. I asked him to be in the show and he sent me a very charismatic in character email, which ironically matches all the emails. Mm-hmm. So when all this, so he was reached, so he's gone around the world on all sorts of podcasts and spent and intentionally tried to create a, a multi million following, mm-hmm. uh, person following on like social media. Yeah, across all it, it was all by design. There's emails that came out to this effect, but he told everybody that naturally wasn't taking performance enhancing drugs, and he's carrying a whole lot of lean muscle mass. He looks like every guy I've ever seen that's been on steroids, and some, and some. But if you're the average Joe consumer and you see him, mm-hmm. you might not know that because you don't know the tall tale signs, the telltale signs of of steroid use. You, well, you know? especially his target demographic, right, which was young males. Yeah, and a lot of people aspire to be that. It's disingenuous for him to sell a product while on performance-enhancing drugs, and it turns out that he was and is. He's on fifteen thousand, twelve to fifteen thousand. I heard the range mm-hmm. price of of HGH and all sorts of chemical enhancements, or peptides, Pep- all, all that stuff, stuff. Yeah. All, a bunch of stuff, all the juice. So while he does live the lifestyle that he apparently preaches, he. Uh, he has some very important chemical help to do it. So mm-hmm. that that's our primer for what it is. So he issued an apology after being caught by these emails coming out where he was asking for help because mm-hmm. he wasn't getting the biological response he thought he should get from this massive cocktail of drugs he was taking. Right. And I think the numbers that came out that I think self-proclaimed, he said that he made like $100 million last year. Yeah, but he's also gone back and forth and said that so that is the reason why we're talking about this. So you can find there's Joe Rogan. There's more plates, more dates. There's a ton of people talking about him right now. It's very sensational. But because we are a business and finance book focused podcast, particularly one that that really despises people who take advantage of people for personal gain, it's what my beef is with Dave Ramsey. It's what my beef is with Grant Cardone. Right. Buried in this story is is using him as a proxy for what all charlatans do. Mm-hmm. And I found it such a wonderful, like clear, delineated variant that I had to share. Yeah. So do you think we should play the apology first by, by Mr. Liver King? Or we should, I think we should play the charlatan piece first. Yeah, exactly. Let, let's, let's do that. So let me cue it up. Give me one second while I work the magic. And if, it, if a commercial comes on, we're playing it off of YouTube. And I would point out, I listened to Rogan the other day. Yeah. This particular episode where you know he talks about Liver King, okay, and Jamie was plugging in YouTube. Oh yeah, nowhere near as sexy as we do it. Well, yeah, our yeah. audio is crisp as shit, super crisp. So you're welcome in advance. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. A charlatan is, by definition, a person who makes elaborate, fraudulent, and often voluble claims to skill or knowledge. A fraud. I happen to like bits and pieces from many different definitions of a charlatan. A person who pretends to have expert knowledge or skill that he or she does not actually have. Or a malicious trickster, a fake person, especially one who deceives for personal profit. In the fitness industry and social media as a whole, 
Charlatans run amok, and they're making more money and gaining more fame than ever before. But what's important to distinguish here is the separation between valuable influence and being a charlatan. So with regards to the definitions I had listed prior, we have three key components, knowledge, skill, and profit. Knowledge in terms of charlatanism would better be defined by sacred knowledge, meaning knowledge that is unique to the charlatan themselves. This is what no one but the charlatan knows, and he or she is the savior for bringing it to you, the consumer. Now, you may be thinking, I learn things from fitness people, good fitness people, all the time. Are they charlatans? And the simple answer is no, because the bests of the industry tell you things that aren't sacred, new, and amazing. They deliver information with a level of nuance. They usually understand that there are most likely no absolutes. They bring anecdotes or their own personal experience on the matter to you with respect to science. They do all of this while consistently disclaiming that they don't have the answers to exactly what it is you should be doing. They guide you down the sturdy and trusted path while encouraging you to make your own way in this world. The charlatan cannot do this. This is because they are providing you with clear-cut, absolute answers. They don't want to empower you. They want to keep you passive and force you to consume. Now, there is nothing wrong with selling. There is, however, something wrong with using tactics with a distinct in-group and out-group mentality. The charlatan's ideas cannot exist with other ideas present. They must be on the attack of other ideas because they interfere with their delivering of this absolute sacred knowledge. For instance, Joel Seedman cannot concede to large ranges of motion because he's so bought into the 90-degree joint angles with endless claims about their superiority and the inferiority of anything else that he has to be the only correct one. Another example would be the Gota guys. They cannot concede to possibly saying that typical compound movement training can serve any benefit at all because it directly contradicts their convoluted idea of reverse movement technology, whatever that means. Next, we have skill, and this is what empowers the charlatan and their followers. The skill is the determinable action that solidifies their position against the outgroup. We do this, they do that. We are good, they are bad. What we do is difficult to describe, but with our convoluted vocabulary and our distinctly individual practice, it will change us and solidify our position above the outgroup. Finally, and probably most importantly, we have profit and fame. This is the end goal for the charlatan. Using their sacred knowledge, convoluted language, and unique but transferable skill, they can now convert on those sweet, sweet algo gains. And again, there is nothing wrong with selling. It's just that selling off the backs of the previous listed tactics I'm talking about, that's what I'm really honing in on. Buy my program, book, equipment, or supplement that fits my absolute narrative and be a part of the in-group. I will grow this in-group while I remain the centerpiece. I will revel in the fame and the money. I am the liver king. So 
that right there is so so powerful it was so well said i know it was a little it was a little long but definitely worth listening to because this isn't just affecting the fitness space this is all industries so let me give you a great example grant cardone is a wonderful example mm. so many financial charlatans will use the in-group and out-group as rich and poor yeah rich and poor it's as simple and as basic as you could possibly imagine but everybody in the poor group generally wants to be in the rich group yes and that in and of itself creates a compelling group of people that they can sell and try to make money mm -hmm. off of and you need me in order to get to this side yeah and i'll show you a way that nobody else can and a great a great example of this airbnb arbitrage that is literally made up mm -hmm. they literally made it up and they possess this quote secret knowledge well air arbitrage has been around since the dawn of financial times right Subletting has been around for a long time. Yeah, subletting has been around for a long time. This is not, it's just fancy vocabulary twisted around to make something like Airbnb sound sexy. Yes. But in most cases, it's illegal the way it's done. Mm -hmm. In some cases, it's legal and you can get around a law and I'm sure there's ways to do it. But for you to think that no money goes into it, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. to, for you to think that there's no risk in it, that's wrong. And for you to think that this is unbelievably amazing, unique path to wealth, that's wrong. Right. It, it, it's, just, it's just not true. But these charlatans will sell you on the idea. Grant Cardone does this all the time. You should not buy a house. You should, lit, you should rent mm -hmm. and buy a house. That's what I do. Yeah, buy an investment property. Buy an investment property. But you can't afford to buy one. Just put your money in my syndication right. and I'll make you rich. Exactly. In group, out group. Yep. Exactly. And they and really they really target these disaffected, you know, young individuals that almost look up to this and brazen individual, right? It's unfortunate because so many people will will see these people and and they'll go, Okay, this person's trying to help me become the member of whatever group I want to be in. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it's not they, they sometimes they get really creative. Sometimes it's not rich and poor. Sometimes it's financially free. Yeah. You might have money, Saeed, but you've got a job and you, oh, you've got to go to work. Yeah, exactly. What if I told you can be on a beach like I am in this video mm -hmm. and you can create an income passively? Yeah. I'll show you the way. That's sexy. Passively? I mean, like, passively, I don't have to do anything? You can be on a beach just like me. Wow. All the time. Mm. You see all these cars behind me? They're mine. Yeah. Mine, all mine. Yeah. I park them in ballet because it's better for me to park them there right when i show them to you yeah exactly otherwise they would be in my garage because they're stacked in front of each other you can't see them yeah 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 but they're on mine mm -hmm. and that, that's what it is you know financially free or how to build passive income because everybody everybody's got to work so how do you build income while you're not while you're working right. oh you need this passive income mm -hmm. and it's the same thing over and over and over and over again and dave ramsey he's a masterful person at it because what he does He's just like the liver king. Yeah. He does believe in the stuff that he's saying. Right. He does believe in, in, in the shtick that he's saying, just like liver king did. Right. But liver king was taking steroids because he knew what he was doing was not something you can maintain. And he was desiring to achieve a physique that the outward world could not obtain naturally in point in 99.99% of cases. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a larger conversation to be had there. I think these types of individuals that like to take advantage of people have been around since, you know, the beginning of time. Well, they always will. Humans are tribal. Right. Humans are tribal and humans are, are going to just 
look out to benefit themselves. And if they get caught, I made a mistake. Sorry, I fucked up. Mo- let's move on, right? SBF, same way, right? Him, same way. Andrew Tate, same way. Grant Cardone will eventually be the same way. A lot of crypto is that way. You got to get in. You got to Either get in. you're in the future or you're in the past. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you can invest in those archaic banks you want, but. Right. <laughs> Crypto is where it's at, man. And and these guys have really, really capitalized on this time where social media is now taken off. And there's all, all the analytics are out there for you to be able to target whichever demographic it is you're trying to target, right? And solicit them and go after them and advertise towards them and really just make a killing. And it's fucked up, man. It is fucked up. And, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. Because yeah. I think recessionary economies really drive a desperation to keep a lifestyle yeah and there's like i said so the bigger conversation i think i mean we can we can go into the apology video here soon too but the bigger conversation is you know i think this is something where parents need to really sit down with their kids because i feel like it's a, a a young generation right that they're really trying to capitalize on and you need to set like constructive challenges and goals for your kids and there's no easy way out right you can't just take liver king supplements and get jacked like him unless you're taking PEDs and steroids, right? You need to you need to work hard, set goals for yourself, and get there the old school way, if you will. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. The rock. Mm-hmm. Never never even discuss this topic. And he never will. And I'm sure anybody in Hollywood who asks him will probably never get another interview with him again. Oh, I'm sure probably he probably will lose their job. He probably goes into every interview like that is off limits. No, I bet he doesn't have to. I bet he doesn't even have to. No one wants to jeopardize their career pissing off the rock. Right. Right. They've invented it out already. But without a question of a doubt, mm-hmm. without a question of a doubt, he works hard. Yeah, you can't take that away from him. You can't take that, take that away from the liver king. Either. Yeah. It takes this you, does you take You can't take Dave Ramsey's work away from Dave Ramsey. You can't take the fact that he believes the shit that he's saying. Too. But Dave Ramsey, he's not a performance in drugs. But what he is, he's making commissions off of you believing his shtick. Right. And not disclosing it to you. Right. He's lying to you mm-hmm. about the best time to buy because he needs the money from for his network, for his referrals to keep everything going. And if you believe for a second that man doesn't have a credit card. Yeah. Come on. There's now. no difference between his apology video and that credit card comes out than the Liver Kings. Yeah. Not only does he have a credit card, he's probably got the credit card. So on, on Joe Rogan's podcast, they were talking about this, and I wanted to get your take. Because I, I started working out, I, I think, you remember when The Rock was younger, and he was like WWE and wrestling and all that stuff? Like, I never that, watched wrestling. That's when I actually got into it. Oh. When, when he came on the scene, or like when he- You were in wrestling? He, oh, yeah. There is so much to pack, unpack there. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, right, it was in middle school. It was, it was, they positioned him and Stone Cold up, and I remember that was a talk at school, right? That's all people talked about. Fuck, I'm old. Yeah. We can't talk about shit like this anymore because every time we do, I realize that you I am yourself. so much older than you. Yeah. What are you, uh, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage fan? I was. Yeah. Fuck you very yeah. much. I liked him too, but you but, liked him when he first came on the scene. <laughs> I liked him when he was actually capable. I liked him at the like end of his career. <laughs> Jesus, that's so bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm not going to even deny it. Yeah. No. Because I am humble. Not yeah, no, but, but I followed him back then. You look at him from back then, compare him to now or like how he looked like on No Pain, No Gain. Get the fuck out of here. So let's so let's let's talk about that. So 
The same way for us in the financial world where you see somebody making outlandish claims and it's easy for me to go, okay, look at A, look at B, look at C, doesn't work that way. Right. Like when someone tells you, I'm 30 years old and I own 300 apartment units. Yeah. Did it you, does not work that way. Unless you inherited it all. Unless you inherited or had like a large windfall of, windfall of money. Mm -hmm. There's no way in the last 14 years, so let's just say you started when you were 16. Right. There's no way in the last 14 years you were going to you were going to have that much of an economic buildup right. in property value. Sure, the last 14 years were amazing and probably one of the best run-ups in history. And even then, not possible. We've not seen enough. billions of dollars. I can look at it and tell you unequivocally that is not true. The same way I can look at The Rock, mm -hmm. who was at, still working out hard when he was in WWE, mm -hmm. still eating relatively well when you hear about his past, you know, past interviews. Mm -hmm. And he had nowhere near the physique he did when he got into the movies. Right. And even his first couple movies weren't, I mean, you remember when he did the Tooth Fairy from that movie? Uh, no. He did one where he converted okay. to the Tooth Fairy. It was like a whole okay. like, weird sci-fi thing in Disney. Okay. But, you know, he did that movie and he was nowhere near in the shape that he's in now. No, no. That was in like his 30s. Yeah. He's 50 now. Yeah. Looking better than ever. If you're in your 50s carrying around more muscle mass. Yeah. And you're leaner. Mm-hmm. There's just no physiological way. Men, as we get older, we lose testosterone. Mm -hmm. It gets harder and harder. And it really is like a defense mechanism for your physiology that as we get older, mm -hmm. your metabolism slows and you start to shed muscle mass mm -hmm. because the lighter, smaller you are, the, the more longevity you have. Exactly. It's less taxing on your systems. Mm -hmm. Granted, I know I'm on TRT. It sounds hypocritical, but low doses of TRT like I'm taking are not quite right. the same, but whatever. So I look at that and I go, okay, so you're clearly on gear. You've got a son. I've got a son. Yeah. Your son looks up to him as a superhero. Yeah. I mean, is this, is this a fair message? Are we doing the right thing? Or are we teaching our kids to embrace a misrepresentation? Yeah. I mean, that's a good conversation we had. I mean, it's one that when, he, when they get old enough, we can have that conversation. But it, that, if it does, it should fall back on the studios, right? How do the studios not get questioned? They don't care. They, they're making money. Yeah, but how are they not being questioned on it? That's that's what I'm saying. Do you believe that Chris Hemsworth? Come on, man, he's on all the gear. Has to be right. Has to be. I mean, he went from lean. Yeah, he's shape. got good genetics too. Don't get me wrong. Well, of course, but yeah, so do the guys works... who win the Olympia who are on right. a shit ton of gear. Right. Exactly. You know that's just the way that works. Mm -hmm. Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, for yeah. sure on gear. Right. Why do you think he doesn't want to? You know the new one that he's doing with Deadpool. Mm -hmm. It'll be CGI. Yeah, yeah. I know they talked about it on um, the More Place More Dates episode. Was it really? Yeah, they talked about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, no, I believe it. No, all of Hollywood, man, anyone like that. So it's just, but to tie it back into like our space, it, this this is just the most obvious version of this, right? Liver King, people in Hollywood, but this type of behavior is going around all around us all the time. Mm -hmm. That people need to you need to vet these things out. Don't. There's never going to be an easy way out. This is why every time I hear someone paying for a course. Kills me. I'm not talking like a course from Kaplan or a course for some kind of licensing or whatever. I'm, I'm talking about some guy who's going to teach you how to do something magical in finance. Mm -hmm. I'm going to teach you how to make money this way. I'm going to teach you how to do this. I hear really smart. I know a girl, my wife's friend, mm -hmm. CPA, smart, really smart. She listens to the show. She's, she's a smart, brilliant girl. She starts talking to me about guru bullshit every time she sees me. Mm. And I don't have it in my heart to tell her, and I guess you know now, 
yeah. that you're smarter than that. Stop yeah. looking for it. Look, we all don't like our job some days. Right. We all get frustrated some days. We all wish we had a better life some days. Mm-hmm. That ain't the way. It shouldn't be the way, right? Buckle down, grind it out, find a five to nine. Mm-hmm. Just not a podcast that competes in the business category because that'd be fucked up. And we're coming after you. We're coming after you, especially if you name it. A higher standard. A higher standard is a problem. Yeah, a major problem. A major, major problem. It's been fixed. So don't make us raise the problems. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so let's play the apology. And I, I'm playing this apology because I don't think the Liver King's a bad guy. Yeah. I want to be clear. I think that he's a great example of what somebody who has a vested financial interest in continuing to keep the patronage alive is going to do and say, it's an apology, but it is a very spun, choreographed, and oddly positioned apology. Why is he in a basement? Why, why is he showing the staircase? I don't know. It's, I, it's not, weird. I don't, I'm sorry, but I don't think the apology is sincere. Well, I mean, I, I could break down why it's not sincere. And I'll apologize. If another commercial comes up, I blame Saeed for the bad. <laughs> yeah. Who's not oh. holding the computer. Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't even know how the other one played. Yeah. Was that even my fault? I didn't touch a button. You see me. Yeah. I'm over here. Yeah. God damn it. Primals, I'm making this video to apologize. Because I fucked up. Because I'm embarrassed and ashamed. Because I lied. And I misled a lot. I've stated that this is a complicated as fuck topic, at least to me it is, because before social media, I was rich and anonymous. And after social media, I'm still rich, but no longer anonymous. Okay, was that necessary? Yeah, I'm still rich. This guy flexing. And I, I just realized that I talked a lot of shit on Joe Rogan and Jamie, and Jamie's a stud. And it's not, it's not him, it's the video. It's <laughs> the, the, vi- video's it's the video, up. yeah. The, the video's the, in mono. The same thing happened to me at home. So if you're listening to this with headphones on and it only comes in through one ear. Yeah, it's on mono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not Can't even make an apology video, right, know. you asshole? Nothing about this guy's little, but yeah. So yeah, so he, I'm rich and I'm still rich. He, he wants people to want to be like him. Yes. And as much as he's selling a supplement line, a product line. It's not people, man. He goes on to this video and he, he literally carves out 15-year-olds. That was fucking wrong. We'll it, get into it that. does it twice. Yeah, it does it twice. Yeah, that was wrong. Here we go. And I never expected this kind of exposure in the public eye. Lie. It's been tricky as That's a lie. Okay. He literally sent emails saying that he was going to build a brand. He had to stay in shape year-round. That's why he was on the gear that he was on. They talked about it. He said he's projecting 11 for 12 months from now. I want to have this many followers. It was over a million. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you knew. And he got there in like 10. So shout out to him for being masterfully good at being a manipulator and understanding the, the marketing and the social media aspect for a guy who, who is not or was not on social media. Mm-hmm. They figured it out. They, they broke the algorithm. Right. Which in and of itself is impressive. Like, why can't that be enough for you, dude? Like, why can't you come out and say, look, this was an experiment. It was a social experiment. Mm-hmm. And honestly, my supplements work. I believe in the things that I say. I apologize if those of you who bought this bought it because you thought that me as a character was real. Right. And just explain yourself. My name is Brian Johnson. This is why we did this. This is the backstory. I think that would have been a genuine apology. That would have been a genuine apology. And all the platforms that I heard talk about this all said the same thing. And I agree with them. If he would have just came out, if he would have came out from the beginning and said, this is the way to live your life. These are some supplements that I take that are healthy for you because of X, Y, and Z. Now, I also take performance-enhancing drugs. 
because I really geek out on this stuff and I want to be in optimal shape and I really like this stuff. I want to be the next freaking Ronnie Coleman. I would people would have still bought this shit. So think about it in this context. This is a guru. Call him whatever you want. He's a charlatan, a guru mm-hmm. who's pissed off a lot of people in the industry. And he carefully curated this apology so much so they they put up a set and and they're doing this. They put it out there and he's he's got what two point six million views on only two hundred thirty something thousand subscribers, which means that. You know, he's made some money off this. I'm assuming it's monetized. I haven't seen a commercial yet. We'll see in a minute. Do you think we'll get 2.6 million views? Yes. This podcast yeah. will definitely get 2.6 million. And dude, put a fucking shirt on. How to look at your titties all the time. Not me, for the record. Liver King, <laughs> not, me. not me. That would be very weird. I, I wanted to, I wanted to leave that yeah. out there a little bit. Let the listeners just think. Yeah, yeah. that'd be very weird. You'd be looking more at belly button because it protrudes up a little bit. <laughs> so not necessarily. No, you, you, can't, you can't win the hearts of the listeners back. Don't do that. Yeah. I'm trying to win the hearts to listen. I, can say, I, yeah. I gotta get one positive review, bro. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> give my man a positive review. Let, let me let me have a I, moment of yeah. serious conversation between me and the audience. Shut up. Okay. okay, just shut up. I need somebody out there to help me. <laughs> this is not funny. This is a serious matter. Why are you laughing? This 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 is honestly hurtful. This is meant okay. to be. I need somebody out there to help me. I have gotten attacked on a live with Adam because people are defending Saeed because they feel like He's the victim, and I'm the abuser. That's not true. That's not. That's not true. You this know, is an act. You know it's true. That's not. No, this no, is not we're true. Fr- we're friends. I'm talking to the audience. We're friends. No, no, real. we're not friends at this point because our, our friendship has been violated. <laughs> this is terrible. So now I have somehow developed into this arrogant piece of shit that everybody wants to take a shot across the bow. And you know what? I do have feelings. I need a positive review. Somebody say something nice about me. Don't record this. That's that's not what a friend would do. Why are you doing that? Okay. I thought we said no phones in the podcast. No, anymore. we never said that. Okay. Well, I said it. I meant to tell you that okay. no phones in the podcast anymore because you can't focus. Now let's get back to Liver King. Somebody leave me a positive review, please. Fuck to navigate. Well, clearly I did it wrong, and I'm here now to set the record straight. Yes, I've done steroids. And yes, I'm on steroids, monitored and managed by a trained hormone clinician. Liver King, the public figure, was an experiment to spread the message, to bring awareness to the 4,000 people a day who kill themselves. The 80,000 people a day that try to kill themselves are people are hurting at record rates with depression, autoimmune, anxiety, infertility, low ambition in life. So all these people who are already clinically upset. Mm-hmm. Clinically depressed. Right. I'll be one of these people, okay? Okay. Oh, my God. This guy looks so buff and so happy. Dude, he's such a noble guy. He's such a noble guy. I'm going to oh. buy his, his liver. Oh, oh, he lied to me for me. No, no, oh. no, no. I'm going to buy his products, and I'm going to look just like him, though. Yeah, exactly. But now but now that he's apologized and he's saying, I lied, I'd like to help you. That's what I wanted to do. Except here's the problem. I'm so depressed yeah. that I don't look like him, and it didn't work. And now my, my guru idol. Yeah. Who's gotten this notoriety and fame who I worship. You should see his comments. People worship this dude. I don't. You're a subprimal. That was the outgroup for him. It's primal and subprimal. Oh. If you were in his group, you were a primal. Primal. If you were sub, you know, out, you were subprimal, meaning you were less than, than primal, right? So you were less than. <laughs> right. That was the outgroup, which was hilarious. But if these people were clinically depressed and killed themselves before, and they found you and you're your savior, you're trying to help them. Yeah. And now they know you're on steroids. They're probably going to get real fucking depressed now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and I can never be like him. Yeah. That's that's not that's not the way. To, and don't don't do this. This is some shit that Dave Ramsey would say. 
Yeah. I'm doing this to help help you help yourself. I, I know that I said I do not have a credit card. Right. But I said it so that you would not have a credit card. Right. Exactly. Because I can control my urges. Yeah. But you cannot. Exactly. Come on, man. That's what that is. That's what it is. And it sounds stupid. Watch. And right here he goes into he goes into targeting the 15-year-old boys. I know. This is so so bad. Ready to do it? Let's do it. <sighs> Our young men are hurting the most, feeling lost, weak, and submissive. So I made it my job. Lost, weak, and submissive? Yeah. What the fuck? Who is like? Is why are you dominatrix thing? Like, what, why do we get submissive? Yeah. Like, I've got to be submissive if I'm not buff. Yeah. Where did he get that from? I mean, you are the fatter one in this relationship. Tell so, me, do you so, feel submissive? Come on, man. You don't believe that. Listen, Subprimal, are you uh, submissive? <laughs> No, I am not submissive. Where's he getting this information from? I don't know. The submissive thing just seems inappropriate. And I got to tell you, I'm about a knuckle and a half deep in the belly button these days. And I don't feel submissive. No, I'm fine. I feel damn primal. Right. I feel like I'm probably more natural than he is. Now, now that he's gone, we, we should have that group. We're the new primal. The group. new primals? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hairy assholes. The hairy, exactly. With hairy assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Model, teach, and preach a simple, elegant solution called ancestral living, the nine ancestral tenants, so our people no longer have to suffer, so we can collectively express our people. Our people. It's us. It's the in-group. It's us against Our them. people. Us against them. Collectively suffer. Mm. You, you're suffering? Well, this guy's a With your $15,000 a month he's performance dancing drugs? He's a method actor. He never, he's, it's so good. He doesn't, doesn't break character. Never breaks character. Even in the emails. Yeah. It's astonishing. Mm -hmm. I, at this point, I would be laughing my ass off. I probably there, there is, yeah, exactly. This had to take like fifteen thousand takes. That's why he's doing it in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> like he's just like, I gotta <laughs> fuck. I gotta do it all day long. <laughs> I'm only gonna play a little bit more, but then we'll then we'll call it a wrap on Liver King. But this right. is the, this is the example. Highest and most dominant form. This is my fight. This is why I exist. While spreading the message. I've been on several podcasts, and when asked if I've ever taken steroids, I've always said no. I don't touch the stuff, not going to touch the stuff, never touch the stuff. That was a lie. I've convinced myself that this had nothing to do with the ancestral message. I convinced myself that I'm not a competitive athlete of any kind. So who the fuck am I cheating? I convinced myself. You're cheating every fucking person that buys supplements for you. And he's gone on the record saying, he sells, his company makes $100 million, $110 million a year. Yeah. Every single one of those people. And he said, that, oh, no, my company's doubled at 50% 50, 50 every single year for the last several years. So, you know, I didn't need to do this. Blah, blah, blah. This is my attempt to sell it, to, to spin the message. No, you're robbing those people of the truth. Right. And you are robbing them of, of the option of choosing basing, based on knowing all the facts. And what about the spinoff, the people that he inspires to also do shit like this? I don't think he cares. No, of course he doesn't. I don't think he cares. And I think that's, that's the problem with so many of these charlatans. That, that's the name of the game. That's, that's the reason why we do this podcast. Mm -hmm. Is this kind of shit is so prevalent out there. And it's, and it's comical. We can laugh at, at a guy with no shirt on who talks about stuff like this. And we can all look at him and go, oh, he's on, he's on steroids. And it, he's significantly easier to see. And yeah, he's been outed. And yeah, he's out here talking about it, honestly. And I'll give him credit for that. He's being honest about it. Right. You rarely see any of these financial gurus be honest about it until they go to jail and they have to plead. And they plead guilty as a way of mitigating their punishment. Exactly. But so, so many. The wolf of Airbnb. Remember when we covered that kid? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Had all those apartment units in, in like New eight, York. Yeah, it was 18? like 18, 18. Yeah. Like, had only a, made 100 grand, but that was, he didn't even pay the rent, right? Didn't pay the rent. Yeah. And you start unpacking a lot of this stuff. Sam uh, Bankman Fried. Right. Right? Had a seemingly the number four largest crypto exchange in the world. Yeah. All came tumbling down. And he's still not admitting that he screwed people. Right. Uh, given this, he's articulate in his explanations, although they sound like complete bullshit to me, but maybe we're financially more literate than most. Right. But how that man isn't in jail already blows my mind. Yeah, well, he hasn't come back to the States yet, right? He hasn't come back to the States, but there's, there's yeah. an argument that somebody will, will bring him back here. But yeah. I look at all this stuff and I think to myself, like, so many of these scams are so completely obvious. Mm-hmm. And yet people are getting fooled every single day because they're not as obvious as the Liver King. So then... How can they how can they vet this out? How do they know who who can they trust? Well, I would say if you looked at someone like the Liver King, as again, that continuing proxy, you can't take the charlatan's word for how they got there at mm-hmm. face value. Right. You have to do the research. Mm-hmm. You have to really dig in and learn something. And if you've spent I've spent decades now training. Right. Decades in the gym. And I've done everything from shows to eating right and eating healthy. And even me, I was like, man, I don't, I don't know. And, and there's doctors out there who thought, oh, maybe, maybe he could. Because there is a rare genetic hybrid that could actually do that. But that in and of itself, that's the premise. Yeah. There is such a narrowly tailored group of people who could accomplish what he's saying he did. So much so that he could not even accomplish it. Right. But, so, yeah, exactly. So me, for me personally... I, I can never buy into any subscription-based model. For me, that, that right there is a red flag for me personally. Why? Because it just seems like you, you just want to get me, get me hooked in. You're never going to... Why would you give me all the secrets in month one? You're going to want to keep me around forever. Whether that's financial-based, whether that's some type of academy, how to grow a business, or, or anything like that, right? That's how I actually got into Mind Pump. What? Because they didn't have a subscription-based model. I was like, oh, man, these guys are giving out a lot of valuable information for it's free. It's funny how we talked to Adam about that. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, and that's what pulled me in. And he's like, that was, he, he said himself, like, that was, that's the intent, right? Mm. So Your exception me, to this is OnlyFans. You subscribe to OnlyFans. <laughs> no, I do, I do not. Bad, bad baby. Yeah, tiger only. Oh, yeah, I figured you were Tiger guy. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. want to say it. It's not Tiger. It's Tiger. Yeah. Tiger? Yeah. Uh, you you, you subscribe, I don't. Come you on. have to tell uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it true? No. What? What? You know, it's no, it's not true that he's bigger than me. I'm bigger. Arrogant. Arrogant. <laughs> oh, you're waiting. You're sitting on that. Arrogant. I'm, yeah. I'm not sitting on anything that you're, you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> no, but yeah. So for me personally, that's sort of now I, I'm sure there maybe there's a couple models out there that, that people like. But for me, I can never get behind that kind of model. Well, look, there are all sorts of different services out there that do the whole subscribe thing. I, I think for me, it's the course selling. Like I can never buy a course from somebody that doesn't have like a LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go to like masterclass or something like that. Like if I really want to learn something from somebody, I'll, yeah. I've never done it. I've always told myself, I'll, maybe I'll look at somebody else's courses or something like Bob Iger did a masterclass. Yeah. Bob Iger is unquestionably somebody you know is successful. Right. Exactly. You know, you look at people like that and you go, that person has a resume. Or I remember there was that one course that uh, Casey Neistat put together on, yeah. fil- on filmmaking. Yeah. Storytelling. Like, oh, that's, I mean, that's something that I would be really interested in. I would take that course. Like, yeah. That, I, just out of morbid curiosity and I like the guy. Yes. I'm not expecting to be a famous YouTuber overnight. No. But that is what these people are selling you. Right. Exactly. Imagine if Casey Neistat came out and said, 
I'm going to teach you how to do exactly what I did, and you can do it too. No, yeah. That would be so incredibly disingenuous. And, and his demographic people would eat that shit up. Eat that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not real. But, but kudos to him for not doing that. Because it's not real. He, yeah. That was, he was, so the way this works, for most people who don't understand his, his background, and this is something he's been very transparent about. Mm-hmm. He went to film school. Mm-hmm. He was a, a film, like, legitimate director. His brother was also very much into it. Yeah. They geeked out on it. And when people were making YouTube videos originally, it wasn't cinematic. It wasn't done like an actual film. Right. And he was one of the first guys on YouTube who actually made it a film. Right. He made a story. He, he put all that skill and all that talent and all that education to work mm-hmm. in a medium where people saw it as short form video comment, you know, content or, you know, amateur hour. And he made a professional hour. Mm-hmm. And that's what really separated him from the crowd. And a lot with of directors his, back then were really unique, snobby. With his own unique spin, right? Yeah, a lot of directors back then were very, very snobby. They're like, I'm not going to, that's, that's low, low brow, low grade stuff. I'm not going to put myself through that. Right, I know. I think we talked about on the show before. Uh, he, him and his brother had a, their own HBO series. And uh, he asked his son if he was proud and if any of his friends had seen it. And he's like, oh, dad, none of my friends watch TV. They all watch YouTube. Yeah. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, man, I don't know. It's that the subscription-based model is something that really freaks me out. That I don't know, turns me off because there's so much information out there that's free, where you can teach yourself if you really, really want to learn something. You don't need it from you know this guru online. You can go research that yourself, and you'll probably learn it way better this way. Here's an idea. Let's use Airbnb. Airbnb as an example. If you want to Airbnb pro- a property and you like the ideology of Airbnb arbitrage starting with little or nothing mm-hmm. or less than a down payment for a property and just enough to buy furniture and you can go on YouTube and you can type the information in and you'll get a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You can follow people. Sure. Follow somebody. Right. And see what, if they give you any knowledge. Right. More often than not, when you go to some bullshit person's page. They talk a lot about the things they can teach you. They'll show you a lot of the things that they're doing. Look at this opulent wealth. Look at my private jet, my PJ. Mm -hmm. Look at my cool cars. Look at my house. I'm going to talk to you in my house, but they're not going to actually tell you anything. They'll say, if you want the details, you can subscribe or you can do this. You don't see anything. Right. That is always a massive red flag. Massive red flag. And we touched on this on the episode that's going to be coming out tomorrow. So the last episode, Mr. Beast is a great example of this, right? All he did was study every video that he thought was popular and that went viral. Mm -hmm. Every data point that you can imagine, him and his friends, to the font size on the thumbnail, to how quick the cuts were in between videos. You can, he is all self-taught. Right. And he was okay with not making money up front, reinvesting when and when he did start making money, reinvest every dollar into the next video mm-hmm. and continue to grow that way organically. Right. Teaching himself the process. Whatever it is you want to do, it's gonna take time to learn. Right. For us, we're trying to figure out this whole podcasting, right? We're taking the time to learn it all. Okay, you're looking at me all sideways because you think you figured it out, Mr. Masterclass. No, I was letting you, please continue with your arrogant speech. <laughs> we're, we're still trying to figure it out. We're I have why, no hence, idea what I'm hence, doing. Yeah, hence why we're, we're not trying to sell anything. 
We're at the hour and five minute mark, and I, I still have no idea how long you're going to go on with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hear you. I'll, I'll give you a better analogy. That's actually the exact same thing that can be said for someone like Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Never went to school. He wasn't like an engineering guy, right? I'm right. pretty sure he's not an engineer. Mm-hmm. And he's doubled down. He could have, when he, they sold him his PayPal or whoever the hell they sold, or they sold their, some, some mm-hmm. e-commerce platform. They were millionaires. Yeah. He could have stopped, but then he reinvested everything he had. Because it was never about making the money for him, right? Okay, well, I don't think it was about making money for Mr. Beast either. No, it's not. I don't think a lot of people who are truly successful are in it for the money after some point. Yeah. You know, these billionaires aren't in it for the money. Mm. But even multi-multi-millionaires at some point aren't in it for the money. Right. Frankly, I don't think we're doing this podcast for the money. No, we're not. We haven't seen a dime. We spent a lot of dimes, though. <laughs> sure have. I was like, damn, we should get a third mic. And I'm like, ah, I don't feel like paying for it. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> no guests for a while. Sorry, guys. Soon, though. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll do it if, if Bobby commits to doing this. But until he until he commits, uh, I want, that's why I want my first in-studio guest to be. I want it to be Bobby because I can get his ass drunk. Yeah, no, he's... he's I want to get him intoxicated. He, that, w- that would be a great episode. It would be a great episode. We've talked about that yeah. multiple times on the show. Yeah, you think Nick Norris somewhere is really upset that the Liver King is idle? <laughs> no, his, that's not his, his twin idol. brother. Don't is, do that to like, Nick. He, he's probably really torn up about this. So, no, he's not. Or he's, 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 he's it was pure entertainment for him. Come on. Or maybe he's finding a way to get his stack. <laughs> maybe he's like, all right, so now I know oh, the drugs no. I need to be on. Yeah, exactly. I got to do it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not happening. Yeah. Come on now. Really? Don't. Why you gonna do that to Nick? I'm just saying, if, if Nick were ever. Like, it, if there's one person in society I could ever say, like, that's who Nick Norris will be when he grows up. It was Liver King. Oh, Rich, stop it. on a ranch, doesn't really leave that often. No, I has that. two kids, for a, a wife who also works out. For a, for a while. This I, is Nick. No. This a, is him. For a while, I really thought it would be, it was Mark Sisson. No, 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 no. Yeah, come it, on, it's man. It's Liver King. <laughs> it's Mark Sisson. No, no. Nick is Liver King. Five foot seven, like 100, that's 200 the, pounds. That, that's the real primal blueprint. <laughs> yeah. Mark says, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Well, I hope this brings some value to some of you out there. And if it did, please leave me a positive review. Honest. Something. No, not. I don't give a damn about your honest five-star review. This is about me now. Shut up. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> I will not be submissive. I, I need some positivity in my life. Yeah, he does. Please, say something nice about me. Yeah, he needs it. You don't have to, bad, you don't have to besmirch my co-host. Okay, you can go it later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, can it you later. stuttered when you said it, though. I'm proud of you. No, no, I was gonna say bad mouth, but then I wanted to go above you. Uh, I see because I'm not arrogant. Yeah, got it. I've just got a vocabulary. Yeah, there you go. So you don't have to besmirch my co-host. Just know that you have to give me some love because I'm feeling a little, a little unloved. <laughs> a little unloved. Oh boy. Okay. Jesus. We'll pause before the background music rolls in, so you can leave that review now. <laughs> Come on, man. If you're done leaving a review, we'll see you on the next episode. Good night, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Higher Standard Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you were listening to this on. If you like this episode, please write a review and share it with us. You're getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts. This show exists to showcase what's possible when leaders decide to uphold a higher standard for their businesses, their investments, their families, and most importantly, themselves. 
If you want to see more of my content, I post daily on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. So be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platform. And with that, it is a wrap. And as always, I look forward to hanging with you all on the next episode.